0: Hello there and welcome back to My Most Authentic Life. I'm your host, Fede Vargas. This is the Dia de Muertos, Day of the Dead edition, and a recap of my experiences in the state of Guanajuato. What you're hearing are the hypnotic bells from the Temple of San Diego in central Guanajuato City. The bells reverberated throughout the city as the dead made their return to reunite with their loved ones. I recorded the sounds for this episode live on location during a few days of euphoria and celebration in the central region of Mexico known as El Bajío and considered by many to be the heart of Mexico, not just because of its geographical location, but because it consists of a few states rich in tradition culture, and food. There are, of course, many beautiful places to celebrate this holiday throughout Mexico. Places like Oaxaca, Michoacán, Merida, and of course, Mexico City, to name a few. Today, I'm going to focus on the incredible and meaningful experience that I had in Guanajuato State. It will, of course, be impossible to properly recap everything that happened over what was almost seven Full days of festivities. So, I'm going to focus on the top line experiences and takeaways. And I'm aiming to do that, aiming to tell this story through the rich sounds that I captured over several days. Growing up in Canada, this was the first time in my adult life that I've observed and celebrated Day of the Dead here in my country of birth. So, it has been a very special experience. So sit back and enjoy the sounds from Dia de Muertos from the state of Guanajuato. So where to begin? I decided to set an intention this year and to specifically remember and celebrate the men of my family. My grandfather, whose death 14 years ago was the first death in my family to significantly impact me. And to my dad and my uncle, who both passed away unexpectedly and tragically during the course of the pandemic. As I've been saying on this podcast, the pandemic upended and reset everything in my life. Last year, there were still restrictions in place. So I wasn't able to have the full on experience and celebration that I did this year. So in the act of remembrance, in the act of honoring and celebrating, it had a very interesting side effect. It had the side effect of gratitude, that feeling of gratitude when your chest expands, gratitude for the opportunities to be able to build a new life. And that feeling is something that I will always remember from this Dia de Muertos. So this episode is dedicated to the men of my family who have passed on. To my grandfather, to my dad, and to my uncle, you were remembered. So we arrived in El Bajío Airport, also known as Guanajuato International Airport, after a short flight from Cancun, about two and a half hours. Now on this podcast, I'm not going to focus on the details of the travel arrangements, as you can find all of that on Google. Instead, I'm going to focus on the personal point of view and the personal relevance and the personal story. But of course, please feel free to contact me. I am more than happy to provide details about Airbnbs, travel arrangements, if the de Muertos is something that you're planning on or would be interested to do in Guanajuato next year. I also want to give a big shout out to my traveling companions, to my good friend Maria, who is a part of the Playa community and who was along for the experience, and to my friend Lynn, who traveled all the way from Ireland. Uh, Lynn is part of my previous life, and we used to work together when I lived in Dublin. So very happy that both Maria and Lynn were able to experience this very unique and special part of Mexican culture in a place, in a state, very rich in tradition. So that song that you just heard, uh, the cab driver, the Uber driver from the airport, uh, told me about it because I I was just asking him questions and was wondering what what is the most typical song or traditional song of the region, and he mentioned this one. The name of the song is Camino de Guanajuato by artist José Alfredo Jiménez. It's a ranchera genre song from 19. 19- Fifty three. So it was appropriate as we made our first stop in San Miguel de Allende, Guanajuato, about an hour and a half or so from the airport, it was appropriate that the mariachi was playing there even at close to midnight and welcomed us with, uh, with this lively performance. Now it never ceases to amaze me about how ranchera songs can be so sad, the lyrics can be so sad, yet they can sound so lively and and happy. Uh, and that is the case uh, with uh, with this song as well, Camino de Guanajuato. Now I was also amazed by how lively San Miguel de Allende was because the actual Dia de Muertos, which is November 1st and November 2nd, falls and fell during the middle of the week, uh, the festivities actually started over the weekend, and that's why they stretched out over several days. So there was a lot happening while we were there. Now, one of the highlights of the trip was the food, and there's a place right off the square in San Miguel called La Coronela, where they have really awesome taquitos de costilla. Taquitos de costilla. Taquitos de Costilla? Lynn took a hidden camera video, and this is what I thought of Los Taquitos de Costilla. They're very, very, very good. So that's my very in depth review of what I thought of the taquitos. Uh, I am going to pop into the episode resources the fancy Spanish names of uh, these dishes so you guys have them for reference. Another very popular combination for the de Muertos is Atamal with Atole. Keep in mind that every region in Mexico has variations of all these dishes that I'm naming, so they could be prepared or may have a slightly different taste or look, uh, depending on where you go. Uh, in Guanajuato, I had the tamal uh, de pollo con salsa verde, so it's a chicken breast with uh, uh, a green sauce. And I had the atole, which is a traditional hot corn and masa-based drink, which can be different flavors uh in my case i had the guava flavor so that combination is just absolutely delicious and you'll find them in the mornings early morning if like we went out for a walk uh one of the days and they're just on various street corners and uh they were so good but now that i'm editing this i wish i would have tried more options for the tamales and more flavors for the atole. listen to all the options that were available this is the street vendor on the corner there Carne de cerdo, carne pollo, rajas con queso, queso con chile rojo, mole con pollo y de dulce de dos tesis. Por favor son ciento dos. Y el atole de qué es? Hay de galleta, chocolate, arroz, cáscara guayaba y avena. Que tengas buen día. So that is the selection. So definitely a reason to go back. Uh, to Guanajuato the food is just absolutely delicious and the last one that I want to mention is of course pan de muerto that is the sweet bread that is made especially only during the season and you will find it in panaderias bakeries across the country in the weeks leading up to the actual festivities and it goes great with any hot beverage hot chocolate coffee Uh, it's a great combination And before we get into the adventures of actual Guanajuato City, please remember that if you're enjoying these podcasts to please give us a rating and a review, be it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast listening platform. It really does make a difference with people finding the podcast. And remember, we do have a dedicated Instagram account for the podcast now. Uh, It's my most authentic life podcast. That's the handle on Instagram. Thank you, guys. In this next part of the episode, we're going to talk about my experiences in Guanajuato City. We're going to talk about the alley walking tours called Callejoneadas. We're going to talk about the parades, talk about my experience getting face painted, and of course, talk about the carpet of the dead, El Tapete de la Muerte. La Callejoneada is an alley-walking tour led by guides in costume dating back to 1881. It is filled with folk songs, comedy, and storytelling. It happens year-round in Guanajuato, but with this being Dia de Muertos, the whole city was absolutely buzzing into late night. Guanajuato is a series of narrow winding streets and alleyways, so Las Callejoneadas snake through the city with abundance and alegría. In episode 8, when I interviewed my mom, we spoke about how alegría and alegre are part of her DNA. Alegria and alegre are the Spanish words for happiness and joy, and I saw this from everyone participating in Las Callejoneadas. Mexicans visiting from different parts of the country and also Mexicans from abroad coming together and bonding with mutual alegría. When you approach your life with a focus on happiness and joy, it reframes the importance of all the extra stuff. The accumulation of wealth, the status, the job titles. In the book, Unleashing the Soul of Money... One of the things that the author Lynn Twist says is, what you appreciate, appreciates. And that really resonated with me because it reframes the traditional sense of appreciation, appreciation of investments, appreciation of real estate. But what if we could appreciate happiness and joy and gratitude? And the more we appreciate those, the more those will appreciate So no visit to Guanajuato is complete without a visit to El Monumento del Pipila, which stands high above Guanajuato, and it's a treat to get to because you get to take the cable car. Uh, And it's worth the trip because you have the opportunity for awesome panoramic views and awesome pics. We also found a local bar restaurant that is right at the edge there overlooking the city. We were able to order Victoria Cervezas, which is my favorite Mexican beer. So it was quite the experience sitting there at the edge with this awesome panoramic view of Guanajuato, enjoying my favorite Mexican beer. So we arrived in time for sunset to El Pipila, which means by the time we descended, it was dark and we got a stunning view of Guanajuato city with all of the lights twinkling down below. It was absolutely beautiful. So I highly recommend sunset at the top and the nighttime descent into Guanajuato city. By the time we got to the bottom, it was absolutely bonkers. And for the next three days, especially the next three nights, I would describe it as Dia de Muertos' bedlam. There was an electricity in the air, all reinforced by my core intention to remember the men of my family and managing this unexpected side effect of gratitude that I felt pounding from inside my chest. It was a wild mix of emotions anchored by a sense of belonging. (laughs) So the souls of the dead began their procession through the streets, embodied by Catrinas on horse-drawn carriages. And also by vaqueros, cowboys, on horseback. One of the most iconic ways to celebrate Dia de Muertos is with the face painting of the sugar skull. Dia de Muertos is a celebratory holiday, not a sad one. And the sugar skull represents death as a mix of sweetness and nostalgia and reminds us to not be frightened by death. We did our homework while on the ground and figured out that the night of November 1st was going to be the big night to get your face painted. So we found a local spot that was highly recommended and we went and we did our reconnaissance mission and we spoke with the vendor and the artists. And of course, this was earlier in the day, so there was no one in line. So we went off and we did our thing. And on the way back, we got delayed because we were starving, to be fair. And uh, it wasn't a bad detour in the end because I ended up uh, trying out the enchiladas mineras. And a quick aside, their enchiladas mineras are very local to the state. And they're regular enchiladas with uh, a grilled chicken breast on top. They're delicious. But anyways, by the time we got to the face painting spot, there was a huge lineup, a huge, huge lineup. I lost count at 11 people, but we decided to stick with it, power through, and it was worth the wait. These artists are so, so talented. Just my session alone was almost an hour and they were really focused, talented, and I was very, very happy with my final result. And even better, we made it to the parade on time. The parade was sensory overload in a good way. As you can imagine, Katrina's giant floats, an explosion of color, but also a celebration of family and community. Diverse groups and organizations from all walks of life were represented children, the elderly, the disabled. And throughout my entire stay, I saw positive representation of the LGBTQ community. La muerte, death, does not have a class system. So this was another major takeaway from this year's celebrations. It gave me hope. It filled me with optimism. And it reaffirmed what I already know. The Mexico I call home is an inclusive place. So I remember telling Maria and Lynn... That I was blown away after day one of the events in Guanajuato City. But it kept getting better and better. And on the big day, November 2nd, I woke up for coffee and saw that people were hard at work on El Tapete de la Muerte. Which can be translated to the Carpet of Death or the, the Mat of Death. And again, various artists, organizations, groups, each create their own portion of the mat. Granule by granule, from sand, from sawdust, from flowers, and from organic material. It's a massive undertaking, and each with a unique story. I was particularly touched by Los Bomberos, the firefighters of Guanajuato. So the spokesperson for the firefighters said in that clip that they see La Muerte, death, with respect and as an ally so she can help them evade death. So then something interesting happens. Later that night at 10 p.m., the city lights shut down and La Muerte, death, arrives to walk the mat of death. She is joined by locals who walk behind her in a procession along El Tapete de la Muerte, and within seconds and minutes, all the beautiful and wonderful mats that were built meticulously and with love are destroyed. So after I heard that all of these mats were going to be destroyed after such hard work, I had to process and make sense of the symbolism and through conversations with friends and locals this is how I make sense of it life is fragile and all that you have spent building and caring for can be taken away so quickly so choose wisely how you're going to live your life make sure that it's a life that you're proud of we only get one go and lost time is something that we can never get back so with death walking along el tapete de la muerte headed back to the underworld we're almost nearing the end of this dia de muertos recap episode but i do want to play one last clip that will end the episode So on our first day in Guanajuato City, it was the closing night of the Cervantino International Festival. And we were fortunate enough to have a spectacular view from our rooftop terrace of the closing night fireworks show. It was absolutely incredible. So I can't think of a better clip to end this episode with. To celebrate what has been an awesome Dia de Muertos. The first time in my adult life to take it all in in this way. Setting an intention and being filled with so much gratitude. I am feeling so grateful. To Maria and Lynn, thank you for making this Dia de Muertos special. And to my grandfather, my dad, and my uncle, I know you're listening. So that's today's episode. Here are the fireworks, and remember to keep on living, time on.